In 2018, the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Russell M. Nelson, gave a talk entitled The Correct Name of the Church, in which he pleaded with members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to call the church by the correct name and not embrace the nickname Mormon that was given to our church long ago. This was a correction that spoke directly to my heart, and in today's podcast, I'm going to share why both Neil and I feel so passionately about this correction and why we We've worked really hard to make this change in our conversations, both on public and in private settings. What once was a nickname embraced by our church, even Mormons, is something we now try really hard not to use anymore so that others will know what we are truly all about. I hope that whether you're a member of our church or not, you'll listen and find a greater understanding of why this is actually such a big deal to us and the promises and blessings and good things that will come from making an effort to say this the right way. Welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Neil tonight. Welcome. And we are going to talk about why we are not part of the Mormon church anymore. We are. That sounds drastic. That sounds drastic. Sounds way drastic. It's to, um, but I'll, yeah, explain. But let's explain why. Okay, it's a little clickbaity, but it's true. So we we never were the Mormon church. Um we've always belonged to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And we were known as the Mormon Church for a long time. And that was a nickname. That was even a nickname that the church somewhat embraced. Um, But it's actually super, super important to correct that. And in the spirit of, um, you know, it seems like people right now are a little bit more open to making sure that they are correct in the way that they classify different races and different ethnic groups and different things. You know, I feel like there's more of a sensitivity toward that and an openness to making sure that things are done properly. And, but honestly, what spurred this was last week, we had a multi-stake conference in the Newport Beach greater area. And one of the apostles in our church um, gave a really wonderful talk. And he talked about some of the things that are going to manifest themselves sooner rather than later in a really big, powerful way. And one of the things that he said, this is going to be one of the very biggest deals is calling the church by the correct name. And so our church, um, specifically because he was talking to members of our church. And so that's something that our prophet talked to us about in October of 2018. And it has been a very big deal to me internally. And I have tried really hard on this podcast and in private conversations and in every possible opportunity to call our name, our church's name, the correct name. Um, but I want to talk about why, like why that matters and why we shouldn't just stick with Mormons, you know, because that's what people have known us by for so many years. It's easier. It's a one word, one liner, super easy, rolls off the tongue kind of a thing. So do you have any initial thoughts before we do the deep dive, Neil? Well, no, I mean, I get it. I I think it's, it's kind of a hard change for the world at large to make because we've been referred to for as Mormons for so long. Yep. And I think there were even, you know, to the extent of like campaign ads that were based off of, you know, the Mormons or meet the Mormons, meet the Mormons or, mm-hmm. or that was kind of the, you know, 
the the gist of it in order to that, that back that up. So um, I totally get it. Um, but after reading what and, and hearing probably the talk that you're going to reference that President Nelson gave, yep. it completely made absolute and total sense to me um, once I heard this. Agree. I agree. So let's go to the beginning. And if you want, we'll put the talk in the show notes. But for anyone who's listening to this, hopefully we haven't turned everyone away who isn't a member of our church. It. I really feel like if you are the type of person who feels like I want to understand other people's cultures, religion, background, whatever, that you'll listen to this with an open heart to understand why this is a really big deal to us. So let's start off by talking about what the correct name of the church, what what all of this is not. So this is not a name change or a rebranding or it's not cosmetic, it's not a whim, and it is not inconsequential. Those are all things that President Nelson said. He said, it's a correction and really where, so what this all stems from is when our church was reorganized by Joseph Smith um, in the 1800s, we have, it says in, in what we consider scripture, the doctrine and covenants for thus shall my church be called in the last days, even the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That was revelation given to prophet Joseph Smith when he reorganized the church. And it's also um, referenced in the Book of Mormon in 3rd Nephi when we believe that Jesus Christ appeared to the people in the Americas and they said, what should we call the church? And he said, you know, call it by my name. And so this is not something that's a, really a new thing. I think that what happened, and this is just my interpretation, but I think what happened is, well, not even just my interpretation, but historically what happened is people were calling us Mormons because of the Book of Mormon. And I think that the church somewhat embraced it because it was easier and it was, but really it was actually like a derogatory thing, right? Like back in the days of the pioneers when the church was first being restored in the 1800s. There was like a ton of persecution. Right. And so that was the term a lot of the persecutors would, would use or refer to our church as like, oh, the Mormons. And there was you know, like, let's the, drive the Mormons out to the, to the point where there was at one point an extermination order that was like, mm-hmm. you know, let's exterminate the Mormons. And that, and so there was a, a really negative connotation or in the early days of the, of the church being restored. Right. Where that happened. And I think one important thing to note is a lot of times what kind of what maybe wouldn't make sense initially, or you'd, you know, people I think would question is why, of Latter-day Saints, mm-hmm. why not just Church of Jesus Christ? Great question. Or well, the Church of Jesus Christ, and and which would make sense if if that's what Christ said back in the times of the Book of Mormon, when that question was posed, call it after my name. Why not? Why of Latter-day Saints? Um, so really, what that is is the when Christ was on the earth, he formed his church. He called apostles, the twelve apostles, um, and then Christ was the head of it. So he set up this organization, which was the you know basically his church or his organization. Um, the church on the earth. Christ was crucified. The apostles were eventually all killed. And so that organization or that structure that he formed um, went away and was taken from the earth for, you know, um, thousands of years until Joseph Smith was called to restore that organization back to the earth with 12 apostles and a prophet with Jesus Christ as the head of the church. So to show that there was a falling away and a restoration of the the church back to the earth, 
that's why it's called Latter Day Saints mm-hmm. um, to make the distinction of between when Christ initially formed that church to when it was restored to the earth in the latter days. So hence the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thank you for that really thoughtful explanation. I don't think I would have been able to do that as eloquently as you did. There is, though, in President Nelson's talk, a part where he says it is appropriate to call ourselves the Church of Jesus Christ. He gives like a few examples of things that are appropriate. And even the church's Instagram is Church of Jesus Christ. And I'm guessing it's because... Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints would be a little too long. It's a little, it's a little lengthy. We it is. And actually, church, I'm going to get to that in just a second. Um, embracing that. I love how you just said it a second ago, like thoughtfully, slowly with meaning. Um, it doesn't have to be like rush as if it's something that we're embarrassed about or whatever. In fact, let's just talk about it right now. So I think it was Sister Clark who was the wife of the mission president of this area for the last few years and they just switched out this past July. So, um, but president and sister Clark served for several years as, as mission presidents here. And we had in our last congregation, we kind of worked under them a little bit where we were ward missionaries, where we would help out the missionaries. And we got to do a couple of trainings with them. And I just really grew to love the Clarks. And in one of our state conferences, so just like a big meeting with lots of different um, congregations locally. I think it was Sister Clark, but she addressed this and said, and it was right after this talk in 2018, she said, you need to stop spitting it out like you're embarrassed of it. Like Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Like it's a, <laughs> like it's something to kind of laugh about. Like we are speaking Christ's name. So she's, and again, I think it was her. Um, but whoever gave this talk was like, Say it slowly, say it with meaning, say it like you mean it, say it like you're proud of it. And when I think about what what those words are that we are saying, I'm like, yeah, I am proud to say I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. There's no reason to spit it out like it's something that you're embarrassed of or that you need to hurry and speed your way through. And when she said that, it completely changed my attitude about saying the name of the church properly and in a way that gives it reverence and speaks to the volume of what what you're saying. You know, you're saying Christ's name yeah. in his church. So I think of all the things that President Nelson explained in his talk, The Correct Name of the Church in 2018, this was the thing that stood out the very most to me. So he says, when it comes to nicknames of the church, such as the LDS Church, the Mormon Church, or the Church of the Latter-day Saints, which I've really never heard anyone say that, but LDS Church for sure, and Mormons and Mormon Church, the most important thing in those names is the absence of the Savior's name. To remove the Lord's name from the Lord's church is a major victory for Satan. When we discard the Savior's name, we are subtly disregarding all that Jesus Christ did for us, even his atonement. And that part is the part that makes the most sense to me that just kind of gets me in my gut where I'm like, yeah, that it's like I can picture Satan playing in a basketball game and it's like he sees his team, like he sees people, you know, on the opposing team or whatever. It's like making baskets over and over. It's like a Satan win over and over again. Every time he can get a member of our church to call it the Mormon church, 
It's this subtle little Satan win for him over and over. It's like a basket over and over again where he can just get people to feel. And that is this sneakiness of Satan. Usually he doesn't get somebody to wake up and and go commit murder. Like he he gets people to do little things that seem like no big deal, that seem inconsequential, that seem like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like I can call, you know, oh, we're Mormons or oh, yeah, that's such a Mormon thing to do. And even I have caught myself doing that. And I try super hard not to, but it's sometimes, and I find it's usually when I'm speaking in jest or I'm kind of talking about something that's a funny cultural thing like funeral potatoes. Like that's such a quote unquote Mormon thing, right? To make these hash brown potatoes with cream of chicken soup and sour cream and cheese and bake it in a casserole and call it funeral potatoes. And it's funny and it's fine that it's part of our heritage and a cultural thing has absolutely nothing to do with the doctrine of our church. But when we say something like, oh yeah, that's such a Mormon thing to do, what we're doing is we're cashing in another Satan win where we're confusing people about Oh yeah, they're Mormons. They're, and I get DMs from people all the time who are like, well, as a Christian, I think this about, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm a Christian too. My church is actually called the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And that is where we have to realize that if we're contributing to those little nuances about calling us Mormons or the Mormon church, that we are taking Jesus Christ out of the center of our gospel and that the center of everything that we believe, all of the ordinances we perform in our church, every single one of them has Jesus Christ at the center. He's on our building names. He's on the covenants that we make. He's, he is the central part of the book of Mormon that we believe in and, and teach from. And he's central to the Bible. He is central to everything that we do and we believe and, when our missionaries go out to teach about our church, they don't have a name tag that says, I'm a Mormon or I teach, I'm here to teach you about the Book of Mormon. What did your missionary tag say? It said, um, Church of Jesus Christ, Latter day Saints. And, the, and they changed, well, the logo on my tag has Jesus Christ is like really big. And then the Church of, and then um, Jesus Christ, Latter day Saints is a little smaller. So it just looks at a distance, you just see Jesus Christ on the tag because that's really the, the focus. Well, and now the church has just slightly altered the appearance of that, but it's still the church of Jesus Christ is bigger and then of Latter-day Saints is smaller because the emphasis should be on Jesus Christ being the central part of our gospel. So that really stuck out to me. That's been something that has helped me to really stay committed to this, to realize that, oh, what, like, what team do I want to play for? I don't want to play on Satan's team and accidentally put baskets in over and over, you know, (laughs) and especially when I feel like I know that there are people on social media or whatever who are observing me and, and associating what I say and what I do with members of our church. Like, oh, well, this girl, I know she is, uh, hopefully I can turn people around from saying, oh, I know Corinne Mint Arrow. Most people don't call me Corinne, but you know, I know Mint Arrow is a quote unquote Mormon. I hope that by 
correctly using the name of our church over and over in our podcasts and in the things I write on social media or my blog that eventually I will help contribute to being on Christ's team and putting baskets in on the other side where it's like, oh, she's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ and they're actually Christians. Every time that you stop yourself from just calling us Mormons or calling something culturally that we do or we we've done in the past or whatever a mormon thing or oh that's you know that's the mormon way or whatever if you can course correct you are helping the cause of really correcting our name and the cause of christians so it's a big deal well i mean i think that was one of the main things that i took away from the talk in general was everything is centered around jesus christ like it is, that is the gospel that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and I, I love, I love, um, you know, the new Testament verse, I am the way, the truth, the life, no man cometh unto the father, but by me, it's only through Jesus Christ that we can be forgiven of sins and return to live with God again, that we can, you know, all of these things happen because of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so when, when president Nelson said that, it just completely made, uh, it changed it. It changed it. It really hit hard. And I'm like, oh, I totally, I totally get that. Yeah, me and, too. And, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be associated with, with, you know, as not believing in Jesus Christ for, or even mistakenly. Right. Um, or not, nothing even of the sort that I, I'm not a believer in Jesus Christ when I, when I am, in fact, a, a believer. about um, that scripture from the New Testament. And we had kind of a deep discussion once about our weekly ARP meetings and about how really ARP and the 12 steps, if you believe what we believe, it's not even just a, it's a, some people will come to the meetings and say, oh, the program saved me or this program, or they want to talk about, you know, the steps or, or even you know, Neil took me to a non-denominational 12-step meeting once and people were saying like, oh, my sponsor saved me or the 12 steps saved me. Neil and I talked once a few years ago, do you remember this, about how we were like, we've got to make a conscious effort to recognize the atonement of Jesus Christ as much as we can in our shares because that's, he and I were like, that's, we really believe that's what this is all about. And so... Uh, Neil is better at it than I am. He ends every single one of his shares. If you ever come to one of our meetings, you'll hear this. He ends all of his shares with, you know, it's only through the atonement of Jesus Christ that all of this is possible. And he always makes reference to that because that's what he believes in his heart and in his bones. And that's what I believe too, is that the 12 steps really are magical. They really, for millions upon millions of people in the world for decades have been getting sober through the 12 steps. But I believe that the 12 steps are just like a step-by-step -step way to utilize the atonement of Jesus Christ. And, you know, for some people, they call that their higher power. For some people, you know, they may call it something else. But for us, that's what we identify with is really, this is all made possible through the atonement of Jesus Christ. And I feel like, it has changed the dynamic and the, the feeling of 
the the meeting as we've really tried to make a conscious effort to put Jesus Christ in the center of even those 12 step meetings. Don't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. What's your experience been with that? Well, that's just it. I mean, I, cause I think I've worked the steps the both. Well, I always have had a testimony of Jesus Christ to believe in God and have worked a program based off of that belief. Like my higher power is Jesus Christ. Um, even when working kind of a non-denominational program or an you know, AA, they, they say, you know, I have a higher power mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of what you base everything off of. But I found that a lot of times I could even just get mechanical in the way that I would approach the program. I would talk about the ins and outs of the steps and um, all of these different things of surrender and inventories and making amends and um, you know, working with others, being honest, like all of these great things that were kind of around the periphery of Christ, but, but not hitting it head on. And I think really that's where I got traction in the program is once I made Christ the focus of it and be like, I, I can't. And it's only through Christ. It, there's no other way that I can do this. And so because that was such a powerful thing for me and a powerful realization, and that's when I really found traction and success, that's kind of what I always come back to. Because for my own self, I never want to forget that. Okay. And I don't want to ever get to the point where I'm, you know, talking about all a bunch of mechanics or techniques or thought processes or philosophical stuff. Uh, for me, I believe that that was good, but it wasn't the core solution, which is Jesus Christ. And that's kind of what I, what I loved about President Nelson's talk is, um, you know, we're, we're missing it. We're missing it. Sure. We believe in the book of Mormon. Uh, Why do we call it the book of Mormon? Because there was a prophet named Mormon who compiled all of the records and condensed them into one book. So he's, you know, kind of the, the guy that we named the book after the book of Mormon, but we don't worship Mormon. Right. And and we don't claim to be followers of Mormon. Right. We follow Jesus Christ. Right. So uh, just, it just made perfect sense to me. Well, I really feel like too, as you've made that conscious effort, and again, I promise you, if you ever come to one of our meetings, you'll hear Neil say that. And there's like an 80% chance you'll hear me say that, but there's a 100% chance you will hear Neil because he's... He's so committed to that and so good at always recognizing the atonement of Jesus Christ in all of his shares. But when he made that change, it really changed the meeting. It's like, I think other people started recognizing it too. And the tone and the spirit of those meetings really changed. And I think that for, and I'm talking about a meeting where, what do you think the average attendance is at our meetings? Uh, Probably around... 10 or so. Okay. 10 to yeah, 15. 10. Sure. On a big, on a big week, maybe 15 people. Plus, yeah. We've had yeah. up to like 20, 20 or over 20 before, but. Right. And then on a slower week, we maybe have like, I would say we always have like, or, yeah, eight ish, even yeah. on a slow week. So the reason why I bring that up is you may feel like, well, I'm not an influencer. I'm not a, I'm not a blogger. I'm not a podcaster. I don't have some big platform. So why does it matter? I will tell you that in that small meeting, where we're sitting around testifying of what has made a huge change and what has been responsible for helping people get a good amount of sobriety in their various addictions. It makes a gigantic difference 
to be recognizing the savior every single share versus, you know, saying things like, oh, the program or whatever. And, and we talked about this earlier tonight that we attended a meeting for, uh, you know, the first couple of years where we watched the facilitator of that meeting slowly go down a slippery slope where she was super strong. And then after a couple of years, she just lost her sobriety and went, as people say in recovery, she went out, like she went back out and started using again and kind of just lost a lot of things that were important to her. And you could hear it in her shares too. Like they went from being really spiritual, really focused on God and Jesus Christ to being kind of just a little more loose. And then it just was like over time, they started being about all kinds of random stuff and, and not even close to the central focus of what the 12 steps are. So on, I guess to bring it full circle, I think that you can underestimate one person's influence on just the small circle of people you interact with on a regular basis. And I'm talking about people you speak to that you run a carpool with, or you maybe go walking with friends or people that you interact with on social media or whatever. Like if, if there are little references and nuances that you're maybe just not paying attention to or thinking, Oh, this is inconsequential. It's not a big deal. I'm here to tell you that it actually is a very big deal and it will change as other people notice that you're making an effort. It's, it's like it has, it has a ripple effect on all of the people that you interact with. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think people pick up on it and just hearing it, you're, you're going to, a lot of times you, you know, it's the old, the old trick where you have somebody say tin can 10 times and then you ask them what's an aluminum pop can made out of and they're like tin so it's like you hear something so many times you're gonna you're just gonna repeat it you know whatever it is you're hearing so as i think as everyone says the correct name of the church of the church of jesus christ it'll catch on but i love the and I don't know if you're going to read this part. I don't want to steal your thunder. No, I'm just smiling because I've never heard that. Oh. <laughs> it's actually really cool. I've, I've done it myself in like a class, uh, like a college course presentation. I've seen it done on a, like a live stage. It's, it's crazy how it works. Wow. Um, but anyway, um, but no, I, I don't want to steal your thunder on you're not the, stealing the anything. promises of, of, you know, what, what president Nelson says, um, which this was so powerful. And I think about, I think about what he says at the end here. He says, I promise you that if we will do our best to restore the correct name of the Lord's church, he whose church this is will pour down his power and blessings upon the heads of the Latter-day Saints, the likes of which we have never seen. Yeah, that's so amazing. I remember hearing that and just being like, wow, the likes of which we have never seen. How do you, how do you even measure that? That's, it's hard to imagine, but I feel like we've already seen a little bit of that in our life in the last couple of years. There have been a couple of times where like, I feel like we've gotten a personal Hail Mary. Do you? Yeah, I would agree. (laughs) Where it's like, this was 100% for sure. Heavenly Father stepping in and helping us out. There just have been a couple of things where I've been like this. We did not do this. This, These were blessings 100% from Heavenly Father. And I feel like 
and this could just be me, you know, like making up my own thing in my own head, but I feel like my personal revelation on that has been, um, thank you for making an effort to call my name, you know, my church by the right name. And I really, I really believe that and feel that in my heart. I am not perfect at it. There's times where I catch myself saying, oh yeah, that's a Mormon thing. I mean, I mean, sorry, member of the church, you know, uh, members of the church of Jesus Christ. And I've even, especially since I heard that talk by, I think again, sister Clark, where she said, say the name of the church with reverence, say it like you're proud of it. I do want to go, um, to one part of the talk where he said, you know, what's cool too is, um, president Nelson renewed that promise in April of 2020. And I think there were some people who felt like, Oh yeah. Like he mentioned that one time, but like, we're kind of over that and we're calling ourselves Mormons again. Right. Do you kind of feel like that a little bit that there were church members who were kind of like, Oh, it's a hard habit to break. It you is. Know, I, well, which I get, it's just going to take time to, to kind of return. But yeah, I, I think you can kind of think of things being as like, okay, you know, I, I, I don't know how everyone took it. I just, all I can speak for is myself, but, but yeah, it just takes time for, for that to kind of rework itself. And he said in that initial talk, something about be patient, be graceful, be kind and, and let's all give each other grace and patience as we get through this. So he did say that. Um, but I think there were some people who kind of felt like, Oh, that was a thing that he talked about a couple of years ago, but whatever. He brought it up again in April of 2020, just this most recent general conference and said, um, let me renew that promise that if you will call the name of the church by the correct name, the Lord will pour blessings down upon the members of the church, the likes of which we've never seen. He he reiterated that promise that, okay, I, I was serious about this. That's really a thing. One last thing. He says in that correct name of the church talk, have we been so afraid to offend someone who calls us Mormons that we have failed to defend the Savior himself, to stand up for him even in the name by which his church is called? And I've been in this, it's kind of awkward, right? If someone's like, oh, you're a Mormon, right? And I think that there's a temptation to just, I'm totally a people pleaser. You're a people pleaser too. (laughs) A little. And there's a temptation <laughs> yeah, no, to just be like, oh, yeah, like call us whatever you want. But can you imagine if Jesus himself was standing next to you? Would you be like, if someone said, you're a Mormon, right? If you're standing next to Jesus, would you be like, yeah, I'm a Mormon? Probably not. You'd probably have the guts to say, you know what? I'm actually a member of the church of Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian. It's important because if we don't make that correction, people are going to assume we do not believe in Jesus Christ. They're going to assume we're not Christians. And I think that that is a way bigger deal than we realize in those little moments of, oh yeah, we're Mormons or yeah, I'm a Mormon. That That is not who we are. And we have to remember that there's something about being willing to defend the savior and being willing to make that like subtle correction that might be just slightly uncomfortable in the moment. But I think most people are really open to that. Like, especially if you're, it's done with gentleness and kindness and grace, you know, Oh, I'm actually a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or 
I'm actually a Christian, you know, and we're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And it's a big deal because Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ have asked us through their prophet, um, President Nelson, not just once, but twice in the last couple of years to call our church by the correct name. And actually, it, this isn't like a brand new thing either. Like like we said before, this is a thing that came from when the church was restored, but also President Ballard talked about it in 2014. If members of the church learn to use the correct name of the church in connection with the word Mormon, and this was before we had the correction, it will underscore that we are Christians, member of the Savior's church. Brothers and sisters, let us follow up and develop the habit of always making it clear that we belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This was in 2014. So four years before that initial October 2018 um, correction and specific ask from the prophet. Like the prophet does not ask that many things of us that are super clear, specific course corrections for the whole entire church. It doesn't happen that often, but this was a clear, specific one that he had dedicated an entire talk to and that he re-referenced two years later in our most recent general conference. So it is a big deal. And in our our recent state conference, an apostle of Jesus Christ brought it up again and said, this is going to be one of the few things of this time that is going to be a much bigger deal than you realize. I'm not saying it in the right way, but do you remember exactly what he said? Yeah. Well, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he basically said that it's, I don't know. There've been a few different things within the church um, where initially when it came out, maybe people didn't fully comprehend the power of it. One of those things, I mean, what our church is known for a lot of times is, is what we call the word of wisdom where it's, we don't drink alcohol, we don't, you know, smoke, um, and we live, abide by a law of health. And when that originally was, came out, I mean, that this was in, you know, you know, 1800s and before all of this information came out about smoking and, um, you know, how that potentially could be bad for you or how alcohol has the potential to be, you know, a really bad thing for your health. So I'm sure at the time they kind of felt like, wow, that's weird. Like, okay, whatever. Like if, if you say so, I, I suppose I'll do it. Or maybe there were some people who were kind of bummed out and were like, ah, whatever, I'm going to keep, you know, keep doing what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't know how it was, but, um, but later on come to find out it was a big deal and it made a big difference in health. So there've been other things and he kind of cited some of these examples of revelation or, you know, information from God that came out through the prophet at the time. And then how that later had a, like an enormous impact on us, on the people. And so he, he referenced, you know, recited these examples and then basically said some, you know, the same type of thing is going to happen with this instance. And I guess I just want to end with when I think of calling our church by the correct name in a way that I want to be associated with being a Christian and with being a disciple of Jesus Christ and a follower of Jesus Christ, it changes everything for me. It changes from something that might be a little bit awkward to correct someone by, or even awkward within my own just vernacular and 
and easy, relaxed way of speaking about traditions or funny things that happen in, in, you know, the culture that we grew up in or that we even live in by now. And I'm not saying I sit around and make fun of things. They're just like funny little things. Like I said, funeral potatoes, you know, where it's like, oh yeah, that's a quote Mormon thing to do. I, I try to catch myself and say, oh yeah, that's something that like as members of the church we do, or, you know, that's something within our church that like, that's totally a church member thing. And, and I try really hard to do that. And, um, in the end, I just, it's not going to be that long before the day comes where either I'll die or Jesus will come again, one or the other. And I'm going to look back and I want to be able to look at the Savior and say, I did everything I could to try to really restore the church's name and to associate myself as a follower of your gospel. I want to be able to say that. And it's a positive thing for me. It's not a negative thing. It's not a, oh, this is like such a pain or this is awkward or it's weird. or It's to me something that is like, for all the gifts that he has given me, like what a very small thing for him to ask of us to call his church by the correct name and to associate ourselves with the cause of Christians and to being a follower and disciple of Jesus Christ. So that is my big plug for you. If you are a member of our church to really make an effort to call our church by the right name. If you're not a member of our church and you refer to our church, know that we are Christians and we believe in Jesus Christ and we want to be called members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, because it does matter to us so much that we are associated with him because he is the central part of our church and everything that we believe in. I think the name, it comes back to, it, it is Jesus Christ. And I think there's so much power and there's so many references in the scriptures why where things were done in the name of Jesus Christ. There was a reason why, you know, the woman that touched just the, the you know, the coat, cloak of Jesus, touched his clothes and was healed. There's a reason why that happened. And it's because of her faith specifically in Jesus Christ. And so there's, there's a reason why everything is done in the name of Jesus Christ. And that's where the power is. And that's because of what he did for us. And that's really where I've come to find the, the healing, the hope, the power, the everything. So when that was explained to me in the way that, that President Nelson explained it, it made perfect sense. And it was suddenly became... Like, I I want to, you know, I, I want to show reverence and respect for Jesus Christ. And, and the way that I can do that is, yeah, I want to be associated with Christ um, and, and have that absolutely crystal clear. So really, really powerful um, to think of it in those terms. And it totally makes sense on why that's such a big deal and, and why. President Nelson came out and said, this is so important for us to understand. So, Thank you. That was beautiful. That, especially that imagery of the woman who believed in Christ. I really totally felt the spirit when you shared that. So thanks you guys for hanging out with us tonight and um, or this morning or whenever you're listening to this. And we'll see you again next week. 
Thanks so much for listening to Mint Arrow Messages. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Mint Arrow. Subscribe to our Apple Podcasts and rate and review us if you like us. And to get show notes, go to mintarrow.com slash podcast. And you can even sign up to get show notes emailed right to your inbox. And we'll email you every time there's a new episode.